Doug's got bad news, everybody. What? Fuck. Well, it's good news, bad news. It's kind of one of these uh, bittersweet things. Good news, bad news. How's it good news? It's like a tickle to the Well, the good news is we're getting so many people on the forum. That's great news. Yeah, that's good. That's good news. The bad news is we're getting so many people on the forum, and we want to over-deliver, as always. Right. And so we always have this one really good tool to use to kind of restrict flow a little bit. So you're going to make the price go up, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's a, a it's dick. my tool. That's what my tool. Well, look, sorry, that almost sounded like it, a tampon commercial. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is going to reduce flow. <laughs> Dear God. We Doug. do have one tool. <laughs> we have we a tool. One tool. Listen, uh, they have tampon. wings, but they don't yes. fly. Listen, the, the forum has become... We're not going to do a forum tampon. No, okay? the, <laughs> the forum has become uh, so popular and a lot of it's word of mouth because it's people go on there. Pretty much like Disneyland on Facebook. It's like so much fitness information. You can it's interact with other, you know, mind pump listeners. And in me, Adam, and Justin are on there daily. We're almost pretty much on right. there daily. So we can answer questions we and help. Much. And, we're on there multiple times a day. Well, I don't want I want to I want to over deliver. Yeah. I don't over promise. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. we're on there. Yeah. Sometimes. But we're on there quite a bit. And the price of the feisty. forum right now, uh before the price goes up is what, thirty seven? Thirty seven. Thirty seven dollars. You pay that one time. Thirty seven bucks one time. You're on the forum, you ask questions, you get all kinds of great information, and you get massive discounts on programs that we release. But that price is going up when? Uh the tenth. The tenth. The tenth. So after the tenth it's what? Forty seven dollars. So thirty so that's the last day for thirty seven dollar okay. lifetime access to the forum. I if we're gonna go up in price, Doug, I wanna do something then. And and boy, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Oh God! There he goes. What, I, what I want, if we're going to if we're going to do that, then I want to give the forum some sort of like, because you're on the forum, you get some lifetime discount on something forever, like on apparel Ooh. or something. Can we do that? I think we can do it on t-shirts. Okay. Yeah. So if you're a like forum, if you're a forum member now, and if you enroll in the forum, yes, always half off any apparel we ever sell. Half. half? Isn't that what you just said? No, I didn't say that, but oh. I just said a discount. Will you say oh. half? Oh, Whoa. my bad. Whoa, dude. Sal. I guess we got to go with Sal. half. Sal just like Move. opens the floodgates. Well, my bad. Doug, is that, can we can we get away well, with we that? We can do half. Yeah, we can do it. Okay. Now that we're recording this on air, yeah, we're, we can do that. So uh, $37, the, the last day for that price is the 10th. After that, it's 47 Lifetime access to the Mind Pump private forum where you can interact with other pump heads and you can also hear from me adam and justin do it now 50 percent off oh mindpumpmedia.com that's where they find it but i guess i better say that right yeah yeah let them know mindpumpmedia.com that's right adam i'm gonna say something (laughs) about your calves right now dude why i'm so insecure i'm gonna say something about your calves right now bro. say something go ahead they look Average, Dude. not bad, <laughs> not bad. Averagely delicious. No, they look average. They don't look small anymore. They look Dude, average now. Dude, you're they're such a jerk. They're no, like, they're not. They look bad right now. You know why? Because mm. I decreased the volume on them like crazy. Why? Because dude, because it, it was a- cold, they had pants on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because calves three to five times a week just is a lot. You know, I hate them. It's fucking boring. There's only wear so those much high heels everywhere. I'm getting implants. I don't care what you guys yeah. say. Don't get implants. I'm dude. getting implants. Just don't get fucking. Implants. I just I don't want to do a. If you get implants, I don't want to get butt implants. I don't want to do a seated. Uh, I don't want to do a seated or a standing calf raise ever again. This is what you do. If you're gonna get again. implants, get breast implants. So at least me and Justin can enjoy them. Because I don't give a shit about your calves. We'll do these podcasts without a shirt. But if you had the same thing. But if you had some titties. 
Yeah. <laughs> Titties make the world go round. <laughs> and so do t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great thank, segue. Thank yeah, you, beautiful, huh? Yeah, we had 15 reviews this week. 15! Oh, not as beautiful as Adam's titties. That's the reason. <laughs> 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 and so I'm going to give out four shirts. What's the record, 15? What's the re- we, we need to go well, for a record week. Yeah, I'd like to see at least 20. 20, that would be a record okay. week. Mm. We're asking you guys. We need 20. Wow. Yeah, this next Doug's week, 20. You can do it. I've always wanted to try that. Maybe now that we... Can we do that? Can we just try and ask people? We need 20 reviews, guys. Help did. us out. We need 20. Let's try this. Let's see yeah. if this works. I think you just did. We're going to pay attention. We're going to have like a shit week next week. I'm going to feel like crap. Leave a review and maybe you get a t-shirt. Look, Doug's going to give out four right now. You know what the odds are of getting a t-shirt yeah. if there's 15 reviews? Mm-hmm. Pretty high. Do the math. About 20%. I, I can't in my head right yeah, now. About 25%. Yeah. Adam's the number. Guy. One in four, practically. All right. Uh, we got four winners Greg C1 BVET, Keeley D12, the Cuddle Kraken. <laughs> the Cuddle Kraken. Well, that was a good one. It was a that's long what, one. That's what I call my. <laughs> and that's what we do on Fridays. <laughs> NM2015. All of you are winners. So how do they get their t-shirt, yeah. Doug? Winner. Yeah. Send an email at to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your iTunes name as well as your address and shirt size. Uh, quick contest. If you send an email to Doug guessing Adam's favorite flavor of ice cream, mm. you'll get 20% off any of our MAPS programs. Oh, How does like that sound? That. Wow. A little bonus. Sorry, All right. sorry, Doug. You got to go through a bunch of emails now. <laughs> uh, I don't have enough work, so yeah. Dude, it would sure. be hilarious. He gets like, <laughs> he gets like 50. Rocky Road. And the, the, the sad thing it's is it's Road. vanilla. <laughs> oh, I just said the answer. It's no, not. It's not. Uh, you I just sabotaged that contest. I think I've Sal. said it in an episode before. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Have. Maybe. maybe not. I'll tell you the brand. The brand's Thrifties. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. When I used to manage gyms, this was something I couldn't fucking say. Because you have a name tag, right? And it says general manager or whatever. And people recognize you. Every time I would go into the fucking locker room. Every time. It would be a full naked dude that want to talk to me about some shit. Oh, in the gym. of course, yeah. Full naked. Oh, maybe socks. They always have fucking socks on, right? <laughs> What's up with that shit? <laughs> but your socks because you, you know. Or how about the guy that just puts his t-shirt on? That's another one, right? I'm gonna let my dick hang out, <laughs> but I better put the shirt That's on. The worst, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like you know that. Hey, he's close. He's not clothed. <laughs> yeah. We're in the wrong places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally staring at me. Totally insecure about his belly, but not yeah, about his dick. Hey. <laughs> no, but but hey the there. shirts. But the shirts were like they would just have a have shirt a good on. Lift. I did. It was either a guy with no pants and underwear on and just a shirt on or completely naked but the shirt that the, the dude with just the shirt on it's not like the shirt was short so you see the dick yeah. it's just long enough to where you see every time he takes a step you see the dick come out a little bit you know what i'm saying you just see yeah, bottom little turtle face you see bottom dick what, what is or what balls. is, what is yeah. clothing etiquette what is the what is the etiquette to as far as the process of putting clothes on well, what order it, what's the order what order just, do you put yours on let me just clarify something with the shirt thing like it, it's too reminiscent of like you know when your girlfriend or your wife or somebody puts on like one of your old shirts and that's sex and they're naked underneath but that's hot yes, though but then you see some dude <laughs> yeah. and it ruins everything yeah dude oh. i don't want to see that that's why it's the worst. What's uh, the order? Order of putting your clothes on? Yeah, how do you get dressed? When you get out of the shower, what is your process? At home or at, at, at a public oh, like, locker room? No, no, at home. At home. At home? Yeah, at home. How do you do this? Uh, I go left sock first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you come straight out wow, the shower, you, you dry you off, and go straight to a left sock. 
Why left? Left sock, right. First of all, everybody puts their left, most people put on their left shoe or left sock on first. I don't know, dude. This is a fact. When you put your shoes on, how do you? Right. No, you don't. I swear on my life, I do. Everybody cranks it. You got to remember, too, I'm left handed, so I'm sure I do. I don't know you're left handed. Yeah. You're left handed? Mm hmm. I didn't fucking know that. That's yeah. crazy. Huh? That's weird. That's yeah, did so you know you have? There's a higher chance that you'd be gay than than a right-handed person. No, you don't know that. Is? Yeah, that and that is similar. That you, did you know the psychopath. most popular vehicle driven by gay men is actually a Jetta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's and now we know why me and Adam <laughs> play indoor soccer. Now we know why me and Adam yeah. have butt sex. Yes. Yes. No, it's <laughs> all day. I went too far again. Yeah, you did. That was way too. We far. don't. We you don't. had to go there though because you guys are on. We this, totally don't anymore. This path. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> there was tension. That so I go. Released. I go sock sock. Well, okay, underwear. Sock, underwear sock, goes. Underwear. Uh, socks are first. Yeah. Wow. Mm. You know why? Sock sock underwear. Yeah. Bottoms. What do you mean bottoms? Shorts or pants. Those are bottoms, you know. Oh yeah. No, I don't it's fucking weird to put your shirt on before your pants. That is so fucking weird. There's nothing more unattractive. Ask any woman than a dude who has a shirt on but no pants on and socks. <laughs> well, that's, it's like what the hell is well, that? How are you gonna do your helicopter, you know, exercises yeah. in the morning? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Ch- it's a Chinese drill. I walk around sometimes like that, I think. What? Yeah. Just I'll, a shirt on? Just shirt. Naked. Just a shirt. No, you on don't. House. Yeah, I do. You do that at home? Well, my nipples get cold sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Hold on a second. Gotta cover those things up. Hold on a second. Are we joking or are we serious right no, now? Serious. I want to know. I want to know for real. I'm serious. Is it a midriff shirt? Some, yeah, no, you like, don't even need the whole shirt. I know it's like a midriff nip shirt. You know, it goes like it, it goes just a little bit. Below Adam's my little nip shirt. Can we make that, Doug? Let's talk to Blown Gear. Let's I, do this, guys. I don't think Adam. <laughs> mini nip shirt. <laughs> Hold on. Bring back the '80s. Remember the yeah. '80s where dudes all of a sudden thought it was cool to wear a fucking right. A fucking just a chest shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, all like, it's all like frayed at the bottom. It was cool for a second. I got one of those mesh shirts. It was never cool, bro. You were one of those guys. No, okay, so oh. hold on, hold on a second. Uh, oh, that's bad. I want to, I want to be, I want to be clear. Now. You want to visualize this? I okay, let clear. me help you. Out no, here. I don't want to visualize it. <laughs> I want it to be clear. This is serious. Now we're serious, not fucking joking. Why? Serious. You put you you walk around in a shirt. Not always, but, but no sometimes, bottom. Sometimes I'll put a t-shirt on and just walk around no this bottom. Is a horrible visual. No bottom. Can we? No. Yeah. Do you no. do you sit? I on normally your, do. I normally do you sit on your couch and stuff like this. No, no, no. This would be in my bedroom, so I'd be walking around my bedroom. Like <laughs> okay. Because I yeah. sit on your. couch I know, right? I'm like, I'm not coming over. I normally I could... do it after after I've just manscaped. You know, it's kind of like showing off a new haircut. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> right You're after all I get... streamlined. Yeah, like, you want to feel the wind. Everything looks good. And everything, that's kind of somebody like, close the door again, I'm... please. <laughs> yeah, I'm Ooh. doing. I'm waiting for Katrina. I'm waiting for Katrina to come home and see it. You know, maybe uh, see it. It's a bro, I've come home. He's like, like, dude. I do like the uh, the Captain Morgan pose on the edge of the bed. No, you know what you do. Yeah. You go up, you go up to the counter, like the kitchen counter that you know where you can, and you stand there. So she thinks you have clothes on, and then just walk around the corner. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. yeah. But you at the podium all the time. But so you were expecting that socks for it. What about you, Justin? How do you? What's the order? I do underwear, man. Like a you first know, regular right. person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they have a hole in the crotch, and I'm like, oh no, I, I got to throw these away again. So but, when you, when you guys when you guys get again because yeah. he pulled them out the first time yeah well you know rinse and repeat that's what my grandma taught me when you brush your teeth are you brushing your teeth naked or will you wait to brush your teeth after you're completely dressed and about to walk out the door uh, depends on my mood yeah it depends it depends a lot on the mood I'll do like when you're feeling naked. lean you're brushing your teeth see, naked see here's the thing I, I have this visual now I'll never forget this I walk in. To the gym, uh, the bat, the locker room, and I, there's always a sight to behold in the fucking locker room, <laughs> the men's locker room. It's the most disgusting yeah. place on planet Earth. If there was ever a need for horse blinders, that would. Be I the it place. just I just I just wish I never had to go in there. But anyway, I walk in there, 
and there's a fucking dude brushing his teeth uh, naked, but the counter is about is right below ball height. So his balls are resting on the counter. He's resting them on the counter. <laughs> they were touching it, not no. touching it, not oh. touching it. Sitting well, on the sanitary hazard. They were sitting on the counter. So imagine I so would come in and slap the counter just to be right, funny. Yeah. So imagine <laughs> I want you to picture this right now. Oh, I'm gonna paint a picture. Imagine a balloon, okay, with water in it, but it's not it's not filled with like water, so it's not big? tight. It's like a loose balloon, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, kind of like you. water at the oh, end. Yeah, gotcha. Now imagine if I, I if gotcha. I now imagine if I slowly place that balloon on something, it right. kind of spreads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's right, sp- that's what it looked like. Ooh. It was like sack. Yeah. Disgusting. Ruined my life. Really, yeah, it's a horrible. Do you know why I put socks on first? This is what I learned grappling because so. When you're grappling and stuff like that, um, you you got to be you start to learn like hygiene with when it comes to like fung- fungus and stuff like on the mats like ringworm uh, and, uh-huh. and and uh, you know athlete's, athlete's foot and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I used to have this. Uh, I used to train and uh, when I used to do jujitsu, there was a doctor there, and he we started talking about it because someone had gotten ringworm and so we had to clean the mats and do all that stuff. And he said, "Hey, listen, when you guys get dressed." Uh, in the morning, especially if you shower in, a, in a, like a locker room shower in the gym, put your socks on first because you could p- pick something up on your feet. Yeah. Put your underwear on. Well, would you do it with sandals on in the shower? I, I always wear sandals if I'm in a public. Oh yeah, yeah. Shower. In the oh, public yeah. bathroom, yeah. I, 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 and I think then I I've, piss all over my feet. You know, exactly. before I walk out, have to. That's actually that's actually it's, I think it's good advice. I think it's it really true. Is. It yeah. is. No. Why would that be you true? You kind of kill stuff. You, well, I know I, I know you do that if you get stung by a jellyfish. <laughs> that's like the so only time. Yeah, if it's ever appropriate. It is. Say like if you, I'm figuring. You know what? If it, why is pee? See, but here's the thing. I want to know the science behind this. Why does pee help a jellyfish? It, it just like it neutralizes. Water? It has some kind of ammonium. Yeah. Yeah. Effect, right? <laughs> so I figured. Is that right? I love it when you guys get all science. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> it's got some kind of. Ammonia. I read this study. Well, yeah, because Justin and I can't pronounce the word, so we don't even try. I don't, <laughs> even, remember that? I, hey, Justin, I remember that. Study I don't. Too. Yeah, see, <laughs> I remember that study too. Well, I mean, it could be an urban legend for no, all I know. No, 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 that's, Doug, that's Doug, where my it, brain is. Doug, can you Google that? Isn't that true that when you get stung by a jellyfish, I, I, I believe I'm just saying I don't trust my brain sometimes because all the head, you know, collisions I've had. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, yeah. Well, just don't mix it up and I poop on your friend. You know what I mean? I got stung by a jelly bean. Hold on. <laughs> Let me shit on you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> don't think that works. I find yeah. it strange. You, the you gotta rub it between exactly. the toes. Exactly. Yeah. Got to. You know, I, I would think that putting socks on right after a shower and being wet with all the No, I dry noise, myself first. Yeah, you have to dry yourself good though, but maybe, see, I, socks are like the last thing I put on. Yeah, but then you gotta sit down and put on your socks, right? That's no, I put my weird. socks on standing. You do, yeah. Do you really like single leg balance and then sit down. Sh- yeah. it's good for course. I, I, sometimes I do core stuff like that when mm-hmm. I'm getting getting dressed. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Like a single leg squat into my into my shorts. Do then, you really? Yeah, yeah. I do weird stuff. You know, like you know what I do? That's disgusting. What? Uh, sometimes when I'm changing from my sweats to my shorts, this is so. I don't even know why I'm saying this. It's pretty gross though. I don't even take my shoes off. <laughs> oh, I just take my pants off over my shoes and put my pants my my shorts back on over my shoes. <laughs> Because I'm too lazy to take my shoes off and put them back on. <laughs> Why would you be switching? Uh, when I go work out. Oh. So I'm like in my sweats for work, right? So I want to wear my shorts to work hey, out. Man, I didn't take my shoes off. You can off. do it. You can do it. I just like stretch my yeah. pants over my shoes and then put my, my that's shorts. That's like the guy who knows that. You know that trick so where they talking to take me your under- I don't think that's weird at all. It is because you know how filthy your shoes are? Yeah. No, I get it. I'm just saying. You're it's, talking to me. Oh, I guess yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong audience. I guess not. Yeah. Oh, shit. What are we? Yeah. What? <gasps> Dear. No. No. It's the, <gasps> it's the majestic Quiqua Eagle. Yeah. It's the motherfucking Qua. It's time for questions. Qua. Enough bullshitting. Bring yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, Doug, could you Hit start us with this a question? Podcast, yeah, please. Here goes. 
My name is Carlos is asking about the most valuable piece of sales knowledge you have learned. <clears throat> That's easy. My name That's is Carlos. That's easy for you? That's easy for me. Wow. Right off the top of your head, you know the most, mm -hmm. the most all-time best. For me. Okay, let me hear. For me. I'm okay, so. Valuable. So Con I. Considering you're the third best closer in this room, I'm really interested to hear what. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> We should come up with a contest. Fourth. And, and Why do we somehow contest? test this. We do, I, I believe I believe last week Justin sold 30 programs and yeah, I sold 31 and you sold like 20, dude. I didn't, what? <laughs> These are numbers no. that are floating around us. Uh, so it's, here's so let me, a little history first because this piece of sales uh, advice was very valuable for me in particular because I was um, – well, first off, when I first started in fitness – Selling was very came very natural. My literally my first day, my very very first day as a trainer, I shadowed another trainer. Now this is back, you know, when I was eighteen years old. So this is like almost ten years ago, and um, <coughs> the top clubs at the time didn't sell tons of training back then. And these were big these big clubs. Yeah. And the top trainers were selling like maybe two three thousand dollars a month in personal training. That was a big fucking deal. If you're selling three thousand dollars a month in training back then, um, you were one of the top salespeople in the company in personal training. So I shadowed this guy who uh, had, you know, was at like $2,800 for the month. And it was like the 21st or the 22nd of the month. And everybody blew it up like, oh, oh, you get to shadow so-and-so. He's like this great salesperson. I had no idea. I don't know. You know, I, it, to me, it didn't, didn't, didn't mean anything because I didn't know what the numbers meant. So I shadowed him for a couple assessments. And then he took off. He said, hey, what you want to do the next few? So he decided he was going to take a long ass break. So I said, sure, no problem. Uh, I sold $3,500 that day. I had uh, outsold his entire month in a, in, a, in a single day. So sales to me came very, very natural. It was natural for me to talk and express my passion, express my knowledge, uh, a lot like I do on the show. It was just something I enjoyed doing. Uh, so right off the bat, I did well. I did well for a while. And then I worked with a very, very good friend of mine. Suspense is killing me right now. I worked with the get to the point. I worked with the killing me right now. I worked with a very good friend of mine. Tell me the advice you got. See, this is how he sells you though. He builds it. He builds it up. He builds it. You guys, you guys know Don Cardona, good friend. Of course, yes, yes. So I worked with Don, and Don was also a phenomenal salesperson. He had a little more experience than me. And so we sat down, and uh, he was doing a TL for me one day. And a TL, by the way, it's stand, TL stands for turnover. And this is when someone has an objection or a question about what you're selling. You bring in your manager or someone else to answer the question. But in reality, the psychology behind it is that they have to talk to someone else. And now they might have said no to you, but they don't say no. They haven't said no yet to this other person. It's actually a, a, tried, a, a tested, tried and true sales technique. If you ever go buy a car, you know exactly what this is. But anyhow... He sits down, and he does the TO, and uh, then I would interject and talk, which at the time, I didn't realize what I was doing was horrible. Like I kept talking and ruining the momentum of his presentation. After we were done, um, I don't remember if the person bought or not. He sat me down. He said, Sally, goes, this is something I'm going to teach you that's very important. He said, I want you to use your ears and your mouth in proportion. And, and I said, what do you mean? He says, listen twice as much as you talk. Sales is not about talking. Sales is about listening. Mm -hmm. And it's it just struck me so crazy because I always thought when you're selling something, it's about all this information that you have to give someone and talk and give them all this passion and whatever. And I got away with it because I was naturally good at it. But when I finally and firmly understood that you listen and ask questions and have the person tell you what they need and then you come up with solutions, 
um, I became so much more effective. And that's when I really took off to the next level. So for me, that was the most valuable piece of sales knowledge was to learn how to ask questions and listen to the customer, listen to what they're saying and get them to divulge their information through asking questions. See, that was most valuable for you because you talk a lot. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there. For me. What was yours, Justin? Okay, it was get some balls (laughs) and just go out there and, and, you know, don't, don't be afraid to say the wrong thing. Be yourself. Like have personality. Be super confident in your own skills and ability, and that will exude. And once you know you get into that spot where you get into repetition of it, it just becomes like a conversation. And then I could just I could win you over with my personality, and then the rest is just details. It's sign this. Like great, you know we're gonna have a great time. It's it's less thinking about like here's what we're gonna do, and here's your program, and uh, I'm going to articulate every little scientific detail about all the stuff that's going on. It's like, no, do you like me? I like you. Let's fucking sign this. Give me your money. Done. <laughs> Sales class has ended. Did I say it just like that? <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was, yep. Did I say it like that? Yeah. That was, Adam taught me that. That was brilliant. Oh, shit. That was brilliant. Um, let's see here. Single most. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, you know what? Um, this is a hard question. This is a hard question for me because I think of it. Uh, because I was the one teaching. <laughs> I was the mentor. <laughs> yeah, fuck because, off. hey, I know it all. I That's know. not why. That I is know. not why. The reason why, because I, I think the, the process that I went through, through, uh, like Sal said, it, I was natural at the beginning, too. But I definitely uh, got better over time, the same way I felt about training. So I feel like there was like moments in my in my sales career where like light bulbs went off or like this, you know, oh my God, this just totally brought me to the next level of being able to close, right? So one of the one of the first uh, simple things, and I, and I definitely, this is, and I know Justin's heard this a million times from me, uh, I, I used to tell people the difference between a good closer and a great closer is this, you know, a, a good closer can can push anybody into the cell. You know, they teach you how to overcome objections and you overcome that objection. They say another objection, you overcome that objection and, and you just bam, 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 bam. And then before you know it, you corner them and you sell them. That's a good closer. Now, a great closer can pull somebody into a cell. And in order to pull somebody into a cell, you have to learn how to uh, work in reverse. So I would I would decide what I'm going to sell somebody before we even sat down. So if I had an appointment at a client that was coming in and, you know, I had an idea of who this person was, uh, I would have an idea of the direction I wanted to take this sale of whether it be I'm going to sell them 50 sessions of personal training or six months or whatever it was that I was selling at the time. Um, but I would I would have decided what I where I was going to take this person based off of what they needed or what their goals were or what I saw best for them. And then I would work backwards by asking questions. And then I would spend the the entire time, the whole sales process with them of at just probing, 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 and knowing the direction that I'm trying to get them to go by asking all the right questions. So that was probably the first bit of really good um, advice. And I don't even remember who gave me that advice, but focusing more on asking all these questions versus me telling them or overcoming objections really changed the game. Well, if you if you do it right, because we're talking about in-person sales, right? Because there's all kinds of different sales, yeah. but this is when you're meeting someone and you're you're selling them something. Uh, when you're talking about in-person sales, if you do a, if you do a good job, if you uh, present properly, um, you will anticipate objections before they come up. 
and you'll answer them mm-hmm. before the person gives you an objection. And, and the reason why that's important because that's kind of what Adam's talking about, it's exactly somewhat, about. right? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. if you if you anticipate, let's say I'm training a, a, a woman, and through asking questions and asking what her goals are, she expresses to me <clears throat> that she uh, is maybe a single mom, three kids, uh, wants to get in shape, but in the past, what's really gotten in the way of her exercise has been her schedule. She just can't find the time. Wait, wait, wait. are you braiding uh my my wire? You're braiding yes. French, French braids. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I just had to point that random. out. <laughs> uh when you're when you're ta- when you're asking if you're talking to that single mom and her she's telling you that her schedule is an issue and it's it's about time in the gym. I know not to talk about uh a workout program where she's working out 5 days a week. I know I'm going to focus on how we can make exercise effective with two days a week because I, I know that that is an objection already because when an objection comes out of her mouth and you're trying to overcome it at that point, it's now an uphill battle. When the person tells you their objection, like, Oh, I don't know if I can get started because I don't have enough time. Now, when I try to object it, I just sound like a salesperson trying to overcome an objection, yeah. which if you're good, if you do a good job, you can still do it. However, if I overcome that objection before it even comes out, it's no longer an issue. Because she's not going to be worried about scheduling and time because I've just explained how we can come up with a effective routine no, working out twice exactly. a week. Exactly. <clears throat> An example of that, time, let's say time, commitment, money, right? These are three big ones, right? Time, commitment, money. So I would ask somebody um, during the whole process uh, before we even get to trying to close yet, you know, I want to know, I'm going to ask her, you know, what's your availability? You know, how often can you come in the gym, first of all? And yeah. then I would get her to say three times so a week. So you adjust the, everything you're going to talk exactly. about around so you know, these parameters. So now I know it's three. It so that, boom, mental yeah. note I take in my head, okay, I need to know that she's three times a week. So when I present a program, it's going to be three times a week. Then I go to the next objection, which is going, which is going to be yeah. she will eventually bring up money because it's always about money at one point. Then I will just straight up ask somebody, do you have a budget for yourself? Do you have yeah. an idea of how much you're willing to spend on yourself when it comes to getting in shape and what you're telling me as far as your goals are concerned? Well. Well, and I mean, that somewhat goes in line with like, I was going to talk a little bit more about like writing ad copy and like what you would want to present as far as like pitching yourself online. And uh, this is something that I did, like I dove into quite extensively when I was off on my own and, uh, you know, writing my own ad copy, uh, which is really you're selling somebody that is potentially reading everything. So this is somebody that's going to meticulously go through and, and try and, uh, hear the voice from you as far as, you know, what you're portraying about yourself, you're selling yourself. And so, you know, there's a, there's a whole process behind that, that, uh, I started to sort of hone in on. And one of them is, is, is really diving into your demographic. And so, you know, what voice are you trying to uh, portray? That's going to, uh, sort of laser into your niche, audience and you have to identify that if you're if you're not going to identify who your niche audience is when you're off on your own uh good luck you know because you're just going to be you know a, a white noise in, in in a sea of other people competing with you well so. see the, the rules of sales always apply like you're talking about selling online yeah knowing who you're selling to when right. you're doing it in person the way you know who you're selling to is by asking questions that's yeah. it and so uh, that's <clears throat> here's the bottom line uh, by the way uh if, if you don't believe in what you're selling, you're not going to be a good salesperson. And if you are a good salesperson selling something you don't believe in, you're a scumbag. You're a piece of shit, right? So for me, when I would train salespeople, they had to believe in what they were selling. And I believe in fitness. I believe in what it does for the body. I believe in what it does for the mind and the soul. And uh, so it's easy for me 
to use my my effective skills of communication to bring that person in to hire me or to whatever because I know what it's going to do for them. So you've got to believe in what you're selling. And if you truly believe in it, you're going to be much better at it anyway. Oh, absolutely. That's rule number one. But I think there's also a lot of very, very smart uh, tactics as far as how you deliver messages when you're selling. That's and effective I, communication. And, and, exactly. And I and I think, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier about the, the good closer, the great closer. The other one was uh, learning how to do an alternate advanced close. An alternate advanced close was probably one of the one of the best tools that I ever learned also because most people want to be led. Most people want to be told what to do. You just got to be clever on how you do it. You know, just telling somebody, get this, or you need to do that, right. it's not going to get over it as very well. But learning to give someone an alternate advance, which is giving them options on on what you think they should do, and either option is good for you. Yeah. You know, so like the lady who told me that she's only can come in the gym three times a week, I'm going to present, let's just say hypothetically, I'm going to present her a program for the next six months, an, op- an example of an alternate advance. What I would say, okay, so the next three months, I think you need to, you're going to be coming in the gym three times a week. This would be the ideal program for you. Now you can either see me one time a week, two times a week, or three times a week. Whichever one best, you know, which one suits you best. Either way, I support you, right? right. So, and either way, you're either getting one time a week with me, two times a week, or three times a week. And they say eighty percent of the people pick the one right in the middle. So most of the time, she's going to go towards two times a week. She's going to be personal training with me. But giving them alternate advancing to that, so you're going directly for a close. Then you have some people, and I know every anyone who's listening right now is at one point in your life you've been in this position. Have you ever gave somebody money or bought something that you didn't want to, but you felt like you you had to, or you felt obligated to, or you felt uncomfortable saying no? And it is uncomfortable for people to say no. It's a lot harder for people to say no. So when you when you put somebody in a position like that, that now puts it on them. They're they're now in a position where it's more uncomfortable. So as a salesperson, you got to be comfortable with being able to do that, with taking the pressure off of yourself and learning to apply it on the other direction. And that's you know leading after Sal talking about all the the sweet and nice stuff. There is a there is a there is points and there is stuff to be aggressive well, and understand to get what you want. It's called it's called effective communicating. And it it applies to sales. It applies to it applies to relationships. It applies to conversations with strangers. Yes, absolutely. It's knowing how to communicate uh, effectively, and it's not tricks. It's not trickery. It's none of that stuff. It's understanding uh, human behavior. It's understanding how people will receive what you're about to say. Uh, it's understanding how words are received. Nobody likes to buy shit. Everybody likes to invest in something. Well, there's another thing: reading you know? the person, right? Yeah, yeah. That, so, yeah social awareness. Yeah, you and have if to we be get able all to get all that like nonverbal communication that they're presenting back to you. This could be a whole and, episode. And adjust yeah. all of your yeah, all of your your communication around that. Yeah, and there, there's so much. Um, so much to go with, with Dude, all, with all, right. you know. So the, I mean, we better move on to the next question before we spend do an entire hour on this one for sure. But maybe something we revisit. Maybe we do an episode on this one time. I think a whole episode yeah, on sales. Yeah, a whole oh, episode man. on sales. Why not? It'll be a four-hour episode. We have a lot of trainers. We have a lot of people that probably need help mm-hmm. in sales. Why not? I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that could help. So why don't why don't we go that direction one time? Cody Boom Boom. If you had your own lab and unlimited resources, what would you research? Oh, this is for Sal right here. Wow. Uh, what you, I wish he would have kept his old name, Cody Boom Boom McBroom. <laughs> what? Is that, not the same guy? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Cody, hit me up. Let me know. Yeah. I, um, hmm, I love this. So uh, I, so uh, now, are we limiting it to- No, no limits. He said you- No, 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 no. What I mean oh. is, 
fitness or whatever I like to study. No, he said fitness related. It has to be fitness. Yeah. Okay. Because if it was unlimited, if it was like anything, I have all kinds of ideas. But if it's just <laughs> fitness, I would love to do a controlled study where, and I know what the result, I'm almost 100% positive knowing what the results would be. But I would like to see a study comparing uh, MAPS Anabolic, one of our programs, to traditional body part split. I'd like to have a controlled study so I can have the numbers and show people exactly what percentage, how how much per- percentage more effective it is to work out, but you know, full body versus you know body part split to use trigger sessions and to not train to failure or to stop a couple reps short. I would love to see a study just like that because I think um, uh, just because I like research and I like uh, numbers and I like objective numbers, I think it'd be pretty cool. The other thing would I I could even just break that down and it would do a study on going to failure versus not going to failure, uh, phasing your workouts versus not phasing your workouts. You know all the stuff that we talk about that we know through our years and years of training. Um, I'd love to put into specific studies. So, yeah, I was just gonna say I want to create gold. You know what I mean, <laughs> alchemy, <laughs> alchemy. No, uh, yeah, along those lines, I would love to. Um, I, I guess without revealing too much about like this this uh, um, invention that I've been working on the past fuck you know however long. Uh, <laughs> it's the self blowjob machine. Yeah, <laughs> I want that. <laughs> It basically it falls along the lines of fitness and everything else. I would love to get it tested and get a, a huge, uh, you know, group study group to to go through and, and the effectiveness of it and also, you know, what it did to your overall strength gains and overall neuromuscular connectivity, all that kind of stuff. So that would be my first thing. That'd be awesome. And then you know, like also, our uh, you know, I would like to to test out performance just you know it's because like on the uh athlete athletics and um oh maps performance yeah get like a team oh, that'd be awesome. i would love to get a team involved and then and then take them through you know their off season all the way up until you know go through their their actual season and see how it affected the whole team as a whole uh and, and throughout the season also like keep keep keeping them healthy uh-huh. in their joints and uh, um, yeah, because you, know, you could look at free. you could look at performance increases. Yeah, uh, how the teams performed on the field, how they performed in the gym. You could look at uh, injuries, uh, injury. You know how how, how many p- injuries happen versus regular exactly. season. That would be fucking yeah, awesome. I would it would that. take a lot of money, but that'd be yeah, awesome. Especially all the mobility stuff that we include in performance. What would I want to do? I think I would. Uh, I would like to take, um, and I don't know how I would do this. I would want to round up. All the genetic freaks that I could find. All the people that just respond, <laughs> yeah, respond well to exercise. Yes, I would. I would want the the super super responders, and then I would want sounds like X Men. Then I would want the opposite, the complete opposite. So the non hard gainers, yeah, hard gainers, non responders, and I would like to give anabolics to the to the people that are non responders. And then I would like to do everything else nutritionally and program wise. No steroids. With like no that. steroids. That'd be awesome. With uh, the groups that are genetic freaks, and I would like to see how they would compare. Um, I think that would put to rest a lot of stuff that's out there with um, people like so concerned about somebody who's on steroids or not steroids. Or that they think it's a miracle. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that uh, I think they would be a lot closer. Uh, and we might see some really surprising things with that. I, and I, you know, obviously, there's never been a study done like this. Um, I think it would be very interesting to see. See, I feel like I feel like a study like that would be like a duh. 
study. You know what I, I mean? Know, like, like we'd see the results and be like, that's because we, for us it would yeah, be. Yeah, maybe uh, not everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, no. And I don't think it would be done. I think we would actually learn. I think there would be a lot of stuff every. I think we'd be surprised in different things. I'm sure that there we would probably find a couple random people in the non responders that respond very well to anabolics and saw huge gains from that or what that. And maybe well, I'm surprised you guys both didn't men- mention cannabis. Oh, a marijuana yeah, study? Like, yeah. <clears throat> on um, exercise? On exercise. That's a good one. That would be a great one. I would love to see how cannabinoids affect uh, recovery. Yeah. There is some uh, long, you know, population-based studies that consistently demonstrate that people that use cannabis regularly are leaner, lower, and have lower instances of uh, diabetes. And we do know that cannabinoids um, help uh, with insulin sensitivity. And there's actually some pharmaceutical companies studying cannabinoids for potential diabetes drugs i would love to see that because i've i called this a while ago and i guarantee you it's going to happen soon if it's not already happening yeah that supplement companies are going to start using cannabinoids uh from hemp did you just did you just tag me on one of those it's already happening i i i bet you it's going to start to get big because there's got to be there's there's some there's some benefit um and whether it be recovery or i don't know i'd like to see some studies though to get more specific the reason why i don't really give a shit because i don't think it's it's not it, it, even if we did like what right stuff came out right. It would be like branch chain amino acid difference to me. I can't imagine marijuana being like the holy grail of muscle building. You know, like <laughs> holy yeah, shit, or no. else we'd have, or we'd have a bunch of buff ass stoners <laughs> walking around all over the place. Like, <laughs> so I don't really give a shit about that study because the best it's going to come out is we're going to find out it's there's some serious good benefits for me, and it, I, I think it would be just as equally beneficial as probably branch chain amino acids or antioxidants. We or, don't want a bunch of buff hippies. To yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I don't. We care. like them to be. Weak. I, I think we could learn a <laughs> weak in our heavy metal will overpower them. I think I think we can learn a lot uh, with the 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 anabolic group on the non-responders and you somebody, just want to put people on steroids. I do. <laughs> you just want to take skinny people. I would. I would it's love fun. Actually, skinny people. Actually, I would love to see. I would love to see a study with bodybuilder doses of steroids because oh, every study on on, on yeah, testosterone yeah. is like, you know, you know, subject A received fifty milligrams. Of t- it's like. Right. Fucking bodybuilders, like you know, building back to like healthy yeah, dude, levels grams and stuff. stuff. They they're, inject they're fifty like milligrams of testosterone to eye. That's nothing. Well, this is also. Why, I would love to see like bodybuilder doses. Like, but this know, is also why I would like to. This die. is why I would like to do this study exactly. too, yeah. because I feel like. Oh, great! We we would learn so much uh, that more of the genetics has to play with it than anything else, and that a lot of these people that have creeped up on these crazy amounts of dose, dosing. Are are not realizing that the people that are that you look up on stage are not only dosing high, but they're also genetic freaks together, and the combination of that turns into these super freaks. So then you have all these normal guys, Joe Blows, who are trying to look like these guys that will never. They've been ramping up like over the years. They've been doing it for years. Yes, you know, like they can't get up to those levels of just like in one year, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right, dude. (laughs) People are gonna die, man. Some people. I think they get it. I do it all the time. You don't know how I'm up to I talk to my peers and I'm like, hey, what are you running over there? What are you doing over there? Oh, they've got like uh, 750 milligrams of this and 500 milligrams of that. I'm just like, You're Jesus, like, what, what the, the fuck, bro? <laughs> Dude. Why, you and you should... know what's funny? And the fact that they're telling him openly means they're taking, they're telling oh, more. more. Because nobody tells you how much they're right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for exactly. sure. It's like a girl who says how many people she sleeps with. You always divide by, or you multiply by three, whatever she says. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she says, she yeah. says three, she's being nine dudes. Yeah, yeah. And guys are divided by three. Guys, fucking! God, I miss the wizard. Where have you been? Huh? <laughs> yeah, we need more wizardries. <laughs> Divide right. by three, multiply yeah, by three. That's it's a, a good rule. one. It's a next, rule. next question. All right. 
Chai City Fitness. If you have a client with excessive forward lean in the squat, how would you uh, change phase one to correct it in Maps Red? Slap them in the face. Yep. No. <laughs> Makes them lean back real quick. Yeah. Uh, well, you cr- it, the, the way you would correct excessive forward lean would be uh, how you would correct it um, in, in, with any program. First and foremost, if you find a, an imbalance um, or something that's not desirable, you should focus and fix that before you try to progress right. in the exercise. So uh, at this point, corrective exercise would be very important. Now, what I would do... Back, this- up, back up and explain what you just said right there, because that you just you use some of our nerdy terms. What, without exp- what did I well, say? Well, no, no, listen. What do, you mean by, <laughs> what do you mean by before you progress? In other words, this person before, maybe you would start putting more weight on their squat or challenging more right, squat-wise. right. Before before you're trying to train your client to get stronger in the lift squat weight, yeah, or right. lift more weight, focus on correcting the excessive forward lean right. first. Um, I would do hip mobility movements, number one, and ankle mobility um, because sometimes the ankle is the problem. And here's the other thing. Um, hmm. Femur length makes a big difference with this. Um, and ankle mobility, uh, which I just which I had just mentioned, with some of these people in the past, we would always we would always tell people do not put anything under your heels because in the back in the day, people would use like a two by four or something to put their heels on. Yeah. Or, or now and now people wear squat shoes. And then for a while we said no, don't do that. That's not good. And now we're reversing that. And the reality is, a little elevation in the heel helps a lot of people squat better. They sit in the hole a little bit better. Right. For me, it reduces my forward lean. But isn't quite that a bit. playing into their their uh, Deviation. deviations? No, I mean, uh, does it? Here's the thing: not everybody's built to squat great, right? And so, a little. I'm not talking about. We're finding out more with bone length and and you know how your your structure overall that's right. is. But that's right. I mean, I, I'm built to deadlift uh, great, but my squat is always going to be more difficult yeah. for me. I always have that forward lean, and so squat shoes, and it's not much. I have you know, it's a little bit of an elevation. I'm not wearing high heels. But it just allows me to sit in it's it a little Saturdays. better, huh? It's on Saturdays, right? I don't squat yeah, yeah, in my yeah, heels without pants on. I step on Adam yeah. with my heels. Oh. What? God, I went too wearing, far. Wearing Adam's nipple shirt. All right, so uh, the the elevation of the heel helps a little bit. The other thing too is I would um, sometimes with these kinds of with these people, I'll have them do split stance lunges and get really good at that first. Mm-hmm. A split a, a lunge is really a squat it's good for stability. It's really a squat yeah. with a split stance. If you think about it, that front leg is doing the squat motion. And so you get them really strong at being able to get that knee flexion. Sometimes when they get stronger with that lunge, they get better at the squat where they can sit in. Well, it. and it'll intensify their their ankle mobility yeah. as well. So like you got to get good. It's almost like well, it puts a more unstable situation that you have to stabilize a lot, stabilize a lot more lateral yeah. forces. So and of course we're not talking about a front squat. Like a front squat is a great way to teach people how to sit upright in a squat because with the front squat. The weight's in your front of your body. Mm-hmm. You can't lean forward too much or you'll drop the weight. Right. And that, uh, personally speaking for me, helps me sit in the hole a little bit better when I squat. That's not bad advice. I didn't think you were going to go there. Uh, Where did you think I was going to go? No, no. I mean, that last bit, uh, the rest of it, I, I don't know <laughs> how much I agree with. I don't know about I, yeah, the squat shoes. I don't know. I'm with Justin on the uh, crutching a disability or, or yeah. a, a deviation. Um and excessive forward lean, uh, hip flexors are, are really tight. We, we sit down at, when, when we're bent at 90 degrees, right? We sit down in a car, we sit down at our desk, we sit down, we have humans. Very few of us walk around all day long, unless you're in construction or something like that. So more than likely, this client is, is seated a lot. Yeah. More than likely, their hip flexors are shortened and tight. So then when they go to stand up, 
They already have a slight anterior pelvic tilt and already have a slight forward lean before they go into a squat. So then when they go into a squat, if guess what it feels really comfortable for them to do is to go right back in that short and hip flexor and let the chest fall forward. And this ends up making them quad dominant, makes them all their weights being shifted over the top. Mm-hmm. So uh, floor bridges are something that I, I would probably do with someone like this. I would probably do it before I have them go over and do the squat. So like, like Sal was saying, I'm not going to progress the weight. I'm still going to have them squat. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put some emphasis maybe on like the floor bridges before I go into the squat and see if that helps improve it. Now, of course, stretching, flexibility, mobility, all that stuff. Well, see with with the hip flexor thing that you're talking about, this is why I disagree with that. And I know that's what we're taught. We're taught uh, it's a hip flexor tight tightness issue. But here's the thing: I've trained way too many people who want to bend over when they squat rather than sit down the squat, and it's not because the hip flexors, because their quads are weak. Believe it or not, it's because their quad. They just they, they they bend over into the squat because they they can't bend their knees and sit down. Well, if you try and get them a little bit more upright, they're they're gonna lift their heels up and they're gonna try and like compensate. They now lifting the heels again. That's that that's uh, something different. But I've I've had people like I said, I get them into that lunge where they'll assist them, maybe hold on to something and get more knee extension and knee flexion, get the quad stronger, and the next yeah. thing you know. They're sitting in the squat a little more because hip, tight hip flexors. Ah, see, I, you oh, I you full, so? full body extension a, for me is a, is a big is a big deal, uh, especially when it comes into a forward lean situation. So I actually take somebody not like Sal was mentioning a lot of like hip mobility and stuff, and I think a lot of it does derive there. Um, it, alongside that is is yeah, you're gonna get some forward shoulder protraction that you know we need to address, and so I'm I'm actually taking the whole body through this hip hinging movement and then you know bringing my shoulders back and my whole body is in this like if you're not experiencing full extension you're never patterning that throughout your day so very good this is why i do that i bring my arms like a, like over a, my like head like a prone cobra hips, or right so anything that emulates that so I, i'll even do it on the trx where uh, I'm hi- I'm hinging my hips and then I'm actually stretching my hamstrings out and then I'm coming up into full extension like a reverse eye right and so now I'm yeah I'm I'm heel loaded and then I'm uh, my hips are in full extension and my arms are all the way over my head so um, just different different things to think consider uh, you know when you're in a situation where maybe it is a sedentary job well, where you're always crouching and well see forward. if you when you think about someone who has a barbell on their back yeah and they're bending over a lot. The muscle that's really active at that point, besides their back, is their glutes, their glutes and hamstrings. Mm-hmm. And so, when you know, when we say, "Okay, work on the hips, work on the hips," their hips are getting a lot of work. They're bending over a lot. It's almost like a good morning that they tend to do. Mm-hmm. It's all glutes. What they're lacking is quads. They're not getting knee flexion. Oh God, I disagree. It, I, I, you know what? I disagree. Yeah, I, I know. Really? You, yeah, because I do. Because I don't see the hip flexors. Getting in the way. If I okay, here's the deal. If if someone comes into me and I mind and I'm you, I want to, I want to, I, I do want to make this clear. This makes this challenging when we're not actually looking at a person. If we were all looking at this person, exactly. it would be a little bit more. It's obvious. a lot easier. Yeah. But when I see someone, if they're standing straight normally, mm-hmm. then I don't think hip flexors are so tight that it's bending them forward. You know what I'm saying? They're already standing straight. Well, okay. Who do you know stands the fuck up straight? Well, okay. <laughs> Out of your clients. What are you tra- what are you who are you training? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When you see someone with a strong anterior tilt because of a hip flexor issue, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you see them having more of a bend over issue than say uh somebody with a posterior pelvic tilt? Sometimes, sometimes not. 
Like I don't see enough consistency in this to say God, I feel hip like flexor. I, I feel like that's that's more of a crapshoot mm. than getting the quad strong and then seeing people. This is what I've seen, like a rounded back too, with, yeah. with the success of forward lead, yeah. right? And so, yeah, so obviously thoracic mobility, right? Thoracic mobility, hip, ankle. Yeah, yeah, uh, you but, but yeah, you, you, Adam's I right. See you have point, to see someone. I see your point with strengthening the quads, though. I, least, I, I can't see that. Yeah, I could see that. I, I did like your your idea of a front squat. I think yeah. that would be a great way to be able to figure that oh, out for sure. to see what they did, right? If you maybe do like you a have, kettlebell front to, squat. Yeah, accommodate that load. So you have to like reposition your body so you're... Yeah, or a goblet squat, right? So a, great, what, a goblet squat or, or a front squat. Would so be, I, train, I train probably people that are more right, deconditioned, more deconditioned than the clients you guys train because I do train a lot of people in advanced age, okay? Yeah. One of the progressions that I do before I ever take them to a back squat, because a back squat I do after I teach someone a front squat. And the way I do it is I'll put a broomstick across their shoulders, cross their arms, and they have to balance that broomstick on their shoulders as they sit down in a box and stand back up. And it just teaches them to stay upright but also activate the hips. Mm -hmm. Um, Then as they progress and I use more and more weight, then I move them to a back squat. But I always start with the front squat uh, from the progression because it just teaches them to sit. In that squat, and I and I have them sit down on a box because it's very hard for people to sit down without a target, and then well, you know, so they doing fall just their basic step up with like a real upright posture would be like ideal. I do that before I do yeah. the front squat, right? I, mean, I'll I have do, them do step that ups. typically for a yeah. deconditioned person. Anyway. Yep. See, but you don't you don't think that somebody in like a an anterior pelvic tilt, which is lower cross syndrome, which is the most common syndrome besides upper cross syndrome, is someone with that tilt, the ass is elevated out, it's sticking out like that, hip flexors are shortened and tight. You don't think we're losing a neurological connection back to my glutes because you're not you're not you're not used to extending your fully extending your hips? Depends. It depends on it depends. It's very hard to see if it's easy. Okay, Justin, where are you at? On There's this an one? interruption there. There has to yes, be. there yeah. has to be an interruption because yeah, if you're not if you're dormant and and your your hip flexors aren't getting any full range capacity, then yeah, like I don't see I don't see you getting the proper. Uh, contraction out of your glute. That's why I feel like floor bridges are a must. I think right. floor bridges, regardless, if you have someone who just started squatting, you're probably going to have to do floor bridges with them. Right. I mean, I, I can't think of a person that I went did a squat without having them do floor bridges to fire the posterior chain. Yeah. So, uh, but it's tough. It's tough to again. It's so individual, right? Like you said, uh, without us looking at someone. Yeah. yeah. Very, I mean, we, very yeah, we are. We are arguing. <laughs> it's, it's an semantics. Invis- yeah, invisible really person. Not, yeah. We're all viewing a different person in our eyes. Yeah. No, no, no. no. She's fine. more rounded exactly, here. Exactly, <laughs> Justin's exactly, like, yeah. well, you got to think. Her shoulders. Wait are Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Oh shit! Hopefully, we, hey, we, Doug, ask us an easy hey, question. That was we, a weird did, argument. Did we? Did we? Did we help that question? <laughs> I think we confused the <laughs> shit out of that one. Yeah. Oh well. Basically, uh, uh, correct, correct I we imbalance. I, I, first I, I love. I love. Yes. I love. Out of that right there. So if we could sum this up, I love floor bridges. I love the reverse eyes. I love uh, the the front, box, squat. front squats, box squats, or goblet squats. I think yeah. those are all money step ups. Yes. Boom. Excellent. All right. Endorphin Aholic is asking when we started Mind Pump, did you think it would go as well as it has? Mm. Mm. Endorphin Aholic, that's uh, Aaron, right? That's uh, yeah, our Aaron. OG. Yeah. Oh, OG yeah. Mind awesome, Pump. He's awesome, man. Yeah. One of our first uh, one supporters. Of our favorites. Um, speaking for me personally, I, I, don't, I don't go into anything ever not thinking I'm going to kick ass. Um, now, have I kicked ass at everything I've done? No. I've definitely failed a lot. I failed more than I've succeeded. Yeah. But I have the attitude that it's going to do great uh, when I start off. Now, here's the here's the interesting thing about Mind Pump. And keep in mind, my first stint as an entrepreneur, official entrepreneur, 
um, I was 21 years old when I bought uh, when I bought ownership of a gym. So I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So this is this is definitely not my first rodeo. Um, but something unique happened to me when we started Mind Pump. When we when we recorded some of those first episodes, and I listened to them for the first time in my life, I actually became I actually got a little bit of anxiety uh, over success. Like I actually said to myself, like I always believe I'm going to succeed. But when I heard them and I heard the episodes and I heard the chemistry that we had, I thought to myself like, oh shit, this is definitely like, it's going to happen. Things are going to change very rapidly. And what we say is going to be heard by people. And uh, we have a platform where we can speak our mind. And I got a little bit of anxiety. I got a little bit of anxiety because I knew for sure it was going to do well. I knew for sure it would grow, but also because I knew how passionate we were about what we were going to say and how we would ruffle some feathers and piss people off and how nothing would stop that. And I, and, I, and it was like, I knew like, okay, we're going to get shit. Like we're going to start getting some heat. It's going to happen. And that gave me a little bit of anxiety because I knew, I knew yeah. that would happen. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's been kind of a roller coaster. I mean, you know, uh, it's been an exponential kind of growth when it comes to downloads and, and uh, some of our influence um, in the fitness industry. It's kind of exciting. It's a little surreal, I guess, hmm. to have people recognize you, you know, at the gym and stuff. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, um, I, I think I could echo that, especially the nervousness um, initially in the beginning. And I think, well, some of it was that I knew, I knew like what our big goals were, and uh, I just, I, <laughs> I knew the way that we were approaching it. I was going to have to get you know out of my comfort zone completely, and. Uh, but I just, I, I knew the chemistry was something that was very unique and people would totally enjoy it. Um, and, uh, I, I just, I already know from working with Adam previously and then, you know, you're the same exact guy too. It's just like, this is, this is unstoppable, dude. If we just all put the same amount of effort we've put into every single thing we've done previously to this, which is, you know, the, the main thing for me is that this is not like, this isn't the thing that I was like, you know, thinking I was going to work my way up towards, you know, this is just, this is just what happens when you put your fucking head to the grindstone year after year after year and you, know, and you work your ass off and then you finally start to kind of get what you've been working towards and it's never stopped like that, that work ethic and that hard work going into things has never stopped. And this is just, this is, this is how things go according to math, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I I would say though, you know, I want to add something. I, I remember we released how many episodes when we first 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 came out, like three episodes, something like that, Doug. So we released three episodes. That was our launch, and uh, I'm at I'm training. I'm at the gym training clients. I'm super nervous and super excited. And um, Adam calls me on the phone. This was what a week, maybe a week into it. Yeah. And he calls me on the phone. and He goes. Uh, I'm going to put you on. He goes, hold on. I'm going to put you on a conference call or something like that. I remember gets Justin on the phone and he goes, I want you guys to go to iTunes right now and go to uh, the new and notable section. And so I went to new and notable and there we were, we were on the right there ranked up. I don't remember where we were number 10 or something Mm. on our first week of launching among all fitness podcasts on all of iTunes, all new fitness podcasts on iTunes. Which is a very big deal if people don't realize because not because, of course, it's good because you're in the top 10 or whatever, but 
you get exposure. Most right? people that are very successful in podcasting uh, were famous doing something else first. Yes, this is a point we have to make. Yes, your Jillian Michaels, your Joe Rogans, your Fighter and the Kids, Brennan Schaub, those guys like that. They all had big names for themselves and something else that they did, and then they brought and the, you know Tim Ferriss had wrote yeah. a book. You, know, you have all these have famous friends that they can just call and they'll come on the show, and then it's just like people know the name, they're going to download it, blah blah. This is all just our own experience. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think. I think that was which is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I, you know, I knew, um, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take uh, some of this credit right here. I'm gonna steal some of the credit from the boys. <laughs> what? Here. I'll tell you, I'm gonna steal you some never of this do credit. that. Well, first, first of all, uh, I think one day we will probably release some of this stuff. Doug has recorded everything, almost every conversation <laughs> no, ever had no, no, about no, no, business. No, 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 no. What are you doing, dude? He's not yeah. releasing shit. Yeah, yeah, one he day. gave you that guy, like uh, the basketball player, was it for the Clippers? <laughs> oh yeah, he got <laughs> caught with guy. the ball. That fucking guy. <laughs> no, don't be that so guy. We we have definitely, and if you could have heard the first, the very first time everybody got in the room, um, I think everybody. He just kind of knew it. Um, and I knew, I knew it ahead of time. And then what I was going to say, I'm going to take this credit for this is that, you know, I kind of put these guys together. Um, I've had a, I've had a, an opportunity to work with hundreds of trainers in my career, hundreds um, and lots of very talented ones, lots of talent. I, I could probably name uh, anywhere between 25 to 50 easily trainers that are very successful at what they're doing or uh, whether it be in fitness still or moved on to other bigger, better things uh, that would be, you know, great guys, great guys working with and stuff. Um, there's a reason why um, I'm with the gentleman in this room and, the, you know, we have something very special. I've known that we've had something very special. And when you put all of us in the room the very first time, you just kind of knew it was there. And and to be honest with you, the, the big the big one is knowing that, first of all, these guys are all badasses. So, of course, I knew that. Of course, I wasn't going to – if you're building the dream team, you're not going out and just picking average Joe. So, in our area, what we do, uh, these guys are very, very badass at what they do. Well, and I, I have to I have to sort of interject, too, because we – you and me both have worked together, and we've worked with, like, other contractors. And the limiting factor really was always that – you know, we were having to outsource and we were having to outsource work. And like, we just would be up in our, up to our hair in all this stacked up nuanced stuff that we had to accomplish every day. And then Doug comes out of nowhere, dude. Yeah. And, and it's just like this, this stack became like this little tiny form that, you, oh, hey guys, sign this. You yeah. know what I mean? Doug is just a champion. Well, that was, that's why we're moving so fast. That, that is what was the, the cool part about the relationship was Sal kind of had this relationship with Doug that was very similar to the connection that Justin and I had, where they had done business together before. They already knew how compatible they were with doing business and getting things done. And then lo and behold, you know, Justin and Doug have a lot of similarities. Sal and I have a lot of similarities. But the biggest thing I think, and what I think uh, everybody is, especially someone like Katrina, who's a diehard fan of ours, listens to everything we do, knows all these gentlemen very well, and has seen me build businesses before and have partners before, is she always talks about um, how crazy, how confident everybody is. Everybody knew it was going to be successful. But then what would, I know everyone thinks right away, like, oh, at one point, like the bands that always break up or like the ego would get in no, the way. That's, that was a great the point. Egos would get big and things like that. What I are you knew, talking about? I'm Axl Rose. <laughs> I knew from the beginning, just the way we all handled each other and the respect that we had for each other, that no matter how big, no matter how successful it always went, 
that everybody had so much love and respect for the other person uh, and was and was extremely humble, was extremely humble, but yet super confident. And I used to always say this to trainers that you got to have this ultra cockiness about you, but then extremely humble at the same time. Yeah. It's this crazy juggle that you need to have. Exactly what women well, want, by the know, way, which is crazy. <laughs> well, part, part of it, too, I think you got to consider that the the message that we're that we're giving right now, it's the right time for this message. It's the right time for uh, someone to come out and call out the bullshit. It's, it's the right true. time for someone yeah. to come out and There's say, timing for you sure. know, the, the fitness industry is full of crap. And, you know, it's it's the right time for someone to come out and do that. And so well, luckily it was us. Too. Yeah, we had to go through those, you know, experiences for us to make yeah. this show possible. Right. And yeah. like go through like a lot of the building of. Uh, our knowledge base, you know, on top of that, just like having the funny stories and all these things happen as far as life's concerned. So yeah, timing's huge. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Well, we all, and, and revisiting the ego thing too, that I think is very unique about all you guys is that normally when you meet really intelligent, successful people, uh, they all kind of have this, like, they want to be the authority. They want to be, the, they need to be the smart guy. They need to always be right. They need to come off a certain way. And none of us give a shit about that. Nobody cares if somebody talks more. Nobody cares if you're right and I'm wrong about something. Like at the end of the day, like uh, we're and we're we always have that this uh, we all had this ability. And I knew right away when everyone had this natural uh, self depreciating humor. Like I, none of us have a hard time with being made fun of or being wrong or feeling stupid or acting stupid. Like it's hard to find that in super ultra confident successful people. Normally <laughs> that's their pitfall. Yeah. Normally what happens to those same people is they're the most insecure people yeah. Yeah. and they have major ego issues. So, you know, it was very rare to, to find some other men that were this talented, that were this intelligent and then that didn't have the egos well, to go with I, it. I want to I want to give a huge I want to give a ton of credit to our our listeners because yeah. um, our growth has been one hundred percent grassroots. Exactly. We have not. I mean, we've had a couple people that we've interviewed with large social media followings, but not like other podcasts that have interview after interview. Yeah. Ours has all been word of mouth, and I think like loyal, loyal people, loyal, and really I have our back, and well, we have theirs, yeah. and I think. Part of that, again, is our message. I think there's a lot of people out there lost, and here's these fitness guys who sound like they know what they're talking about, who are telling me things that kind of make sense, and oh my God, I've been doing things wrong, and no wonder, and this is all making sense, and wow, someone's out there really fighting for me and really wants, cares about my fitness and cares about me actually seeing results and cares about my health. Um, this is a message that is not uh, prevalent in the fitness industry. It's rare. Um, and so I think this is why we've grown as fast as we have. I think this is why we have a lot of people referring to their friends. They're like, hey, the point I know is you like to work out. Listen to this. These guys are telling you you're eating too much protein, or these guys are telling you eating small meals is a myth, and you know all that stuff. So The, the point is we knew it, though. Yeah. We knew it. Yeah, we did. We knew it when we sat down. There was no there was no doubt in our mind that uh, where it would go. It was more really a matter of time, and I think that's been the, mo the most uh, – it, where it's at now is nowhere. It's nowhere near where it's going to be. No, yeah, no. It's, so it's, yeah. that's that's what I also believe in. I think it's going to get a lot bigger. So, no, oh, absolutely. Uh, if you like our show, please leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. Also, go to mindpumpmedia.com where you can check out Maps Anabolic, Maps Performance, and Maps Aesthetic, and some of our awesome guides like our Nutrition Survival Guide and our Fasting Guide. Um, and that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. 
Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>